On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 1, Episode 6, A Golden Crown. We discuss Daenerys Targaryen's full transition into a Khaleesi, we break down Tyrion Lannister's trial by combat, and we send Chris on vacation with some unnecessary titties, plus more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Hey guys, welcome back. This is uh, Deep Thrones, Season 1, Episode 6 of Golden Crown. I'm Sims, I got my partner Sheedy on the other line there. That's right, repping these airwaves. So, I heard you were at a, at a Cubs game tonight? I was. Uh, I was at the Cubs game, folks. Went with some friends. Uh, it was just a good night for a ball game, and we uh, went to the Cubs game. The Wrigley area really changed a lot recently, and it's pretty over there. I am not a Cubs fan, however. Uh, we were going to go to a Sox sure. game, but they're out, of, they're out of town. Yeah, you're a Sox fan, I'm a Sox fan. Me and Chris both are Southsiders, uh, or at least from the area around there, and, and born and raised Sox fans, but unfortunately the Sox were but not But I got to say, town. going, going uh, experiencing the Cubs play live is, is pretty cool, not going to lie. It is. It is a fun so, experience. A the fans are really and, into it. Yeah, and there's always a good number of people there, too, no matter mm. what, so... It had to be sold out tonight. I was trying to sneak into some seats, and uh, they all were taken, which is one of the fun things about going to a Sox game. You can really sit wherever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you show up day of, get like a $5 ticket, and then you, just walk yeah, around. Yeah, like, like in the row. dugout. They give you a uniform, and you're all set. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, you're so going on a trip, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking off to Amsterdam in about um, yeah. about 18 hours here. So, Jesus. Um, listeners, I'm, I'm very underprepared for this podcast here so um so same know, as it, always we're all set pants. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no chance but um yeah so Shidi is probably gonna carry us through this a little bit but i Jesus. will um I'll add we're relying we're and, relying on the guy who mm-hmm. came up with fish fuckers let's well, do it we'll leave that in the past you yeah, want, you want to start us off on the review? uh but first off chris good luck on your trip that'll be a lot of fun and uh yeah so let's oh, start nice. this uh Let's start this review. So episode one, or I'm sorry, this is episode season one, episode six, Golden Crown. The first scene uh, is Ned wakes up from his attack. Of course, at the end of the last episode, he was attacked by Jamie Lannister and his bannermen. He wakes up in bed. Robert Baratheon and Cersei are standing over him. Uh, and Cersei's pissed because Ned and his family have attacked Tyrion and Jamie in her eyes. And she wants Robert to... Mm-hmm. Robert to take care of Ned. Ned wants Robert to take care of Cersei and her brothers. But Robert instead wants him to squash the beef. Uh, and in doing so, Cersei gets pissed at Robert because he's the king and she's his wife and she wants him to do what she says. And she says, I should be the one wearing the armor and you the gown. And he just smacks the shit out of her. Uh, she's got a mouth on her. Yeah, she gets the fuck out of there. She's like, well, that sucked. And he even says to <laughs> Ned, he's like, that wasn't very kingly. I shouldn't have done that. And Ned's like, yeah, what the fuck, dude? Uh, but then they discuss important shit. And at this point, Robert's literally the only person holding the Seven Kingdoms together and keeping it from civil war. Um, Cat really jumped the gun on on arresting Tyrion. I mean, that's that that alone is is just enough reason to go to war from from a Lannister standpoint. So Robert's the only one really keeping this from from blowing up and uh, escalating into a whole civil war throughout the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, I mean, Robert is, uh, you know, he's an important character, um, and he is the glue of the Seven Kingdoms, uh, but 
it's discussed throughout even the beginning of this series. We come in at a time where people still consider there's still loyalists to Targaryens in the Seven Kingdoms. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there are people in the north, like in Winterfell, who don't really feel loyal to anyone. They feel like they're their own area. They're the, they are the Texas of the Seven Kingdoms, where they're kind of like, you know, we're our own thing over here, you know? I, I like that, except... It's north. Well, it's yeah, weird. It's if, it's, it's if Texas yeah. was like where Minnesota is. Right. Yeah. It's like Texas. They're like the Canada. They're well, except they're in. Can, All right, except whatever. opposite in every way. <laughs> um, yeah. So then the next scene, we go to Daenerys uh, in uh, in you know the Dothraki horde, and she's kind of playing with the fought based Dothraki. Mm -hmm. That's right. And she's playing with the dragon egg, and she puts the dragon egg in the fire, and uh, you know she's just I don't know she's just a kid playing around. It's like when you burn ants, you're just you're just playing around, uh, and that's what she's doing. I don't burn ants. The record. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah. It sure sounds like I mean, like the magnifying glass. Evans, it's you know, it's like when you run over a bunny with your bike. Uh, no, but she uh, <laughs> she puts the egg in the fire, and then her helper comes in because she sees Daenerys pull it out of the fire. She's like, Daenerys, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? That's fire! And she like swats it out of her hand, and then the helper has burns on her hand, and Daenerys has no burns on hers, which is important. Little little Targaryen magic there. She's the the unburnt. That's right. Unburnt. The unburnt. Um, you got anything else you want to add to that, or? No, that 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 was a pretty short scene. Nothing too much. It is a short scene. Not it's just, but it's an important there. scene, so they needed to put yeah. it. You know, it. A lot of these scenes that we say don't have substance. It's ironic because later on they might, but right now they really don't. Right uh, now they don't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then Bran has another dream. Brandon Stark, of course, we're back in Winterfell, has a dream about a three-eyed raven. Uh, if I had a bunch of dreams about a three-eyed raven, I'd get pissed, too. He's starting to get a little irked with these dreams, because they're just dumb, you know? At that age, you just want boobies in your dreams. Wake up with that, and that cold cream draws. <laughs> well, that fucking... That three-eyed raven's super loud, too. Like, when I when I was doing my rewatch of this episode, I, I yeah. had, you know, I, I have it pretty loud so that I can hear all the dialogue in it. But that three-eyed raven just shrieks. I know, you it turn is it down. loud. It's just, it's, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I hate the three-eyed raven. I kind of hate Brandon Stark in general, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and then Bran, <laughs> Bran tries out the new saddle that Tyrion Lannister had made for him uh, that he could try on the horse, and he's in the woods, and he's just kind of riding around, and Theon and Rob have some good dialogue about... Theon believes Rob should confront the Lannisters leading an army south because they attacked his father. Rob says, yo, mm -hmm. little overzealous there, Theon. And he says that's not even. He says that that's not your decision to make. It's not your responsibility. Yeah. Basically implying that you know you're not the Stark, so don't yeah. come at me with all this stuff. Like we should go to war. Well, well, Miss me with me, that bullshit, know? Greyjoy. Yeah. yeah exactly. Bitch. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, uh, a bunch of wildlings who are south of the Wall uh, attack Brandon, uh, Bran Stark. And uh, there's a quick standoff. Rob slays a couple of them. And then, of course, a guy has a knife to Bran's neck. Rob has his knife to one of the wildlings' neck. And the guy's like, well, you drop your sword, you drop yours. And then Theon just absolutely dots the eye, puts an arrow through the guy's heart from deep three-point range. Steph Curry's him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, uh, Rob actually gets pissed because, you know, I mean, the arrow went through the guy's chest. So had Bran not been as short as he was, or I think maybe even he was like holding him on his knees because he couldn't really hold Bran up. Right. Um, but you know that that I could have easily, you know, went through the back of Bran's head. Yeah. Had he been up at chest level, 
So yeah. Rob was pretty pissed about that and hits Theon with another speech saying, you know, that's not your call that, you know, and Theon gives it back to him. He's like, what's not my call? Like saving your brother's life? Like, fuck off, dude. I, I just, yeah. I just saved the day there. Yeah. Which, Theon's... That's maybe one of Theon's only good points that he makes in the entire show. Yeah. He has right. a rough go in upcoming episodes, but Theon says to him, he's like, listen, just ask the local hookers. I don't miss. And then Rob was like, yo, <laughs> tight. And they, they just did a little True. handshake and they were like, oochie, oochie, you know, a little bro handshake. Yeah. And another thing to add on this on this uh, scene, and, and you know they don't really mention it, but wildlings being this far south is a major red flag. Um, yeah. That where they're at is in Wolfswood, which is a, a little bit north of Winterfell, and they couldn't have been that far out um, because you know I mean it was still daylight when they were riding out. So this means the that shit that is scaring them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. This would be like if you're on the CTA and you look down, and you're like, "It's a fucking bear over there." <laughs> it's a bear outside a Macy's. Bear. What is that bear, bear doing? Yeah. yeah, it's a polar bear at Macy's. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on? Uh, and then from there, we go to Tyrion in a sky cell. This isn't really a big scene at all. Uh, it's just him knocking on the door and telling uh, the guard, Mord, who is hilarious because he's ca- kind of like a Pokemon. He's just really civil. Uh, I don't know why I said Pokemon, but it's just I feel like he's the kind of guy who says his own name, but he's not. That's Hodor. But he's very Hodor-esque, very dumb. Uh, but Tyrion's in the sky cell. He calls for Mord. He's like, I have gold. And Mord's like, no gout. Which is Pokemon-esque. I stand by it. Yeah, Mord, Mord's a man of uh, very few words. But, I no mean, it, there's one language that, that he does speak, and that's that's gold. I yeah, suppose, he's on the so. money team. He's on the money team. Uh, he's Floyd's but, corner. Uh, but, yeah, you see you see some of the, the conditions in those, in those sky cells. It's yeah. kind of hard to tell. Um, it's not. But, I was gonna say, like you said last week, it's slanted in the books, and on the show, I think they right. they uh, kind of try to show it is, but they really don't. It doesn't really give a good image. Right. Of it's, it'd be, it's very. It would be very hard to get an angle where you can see a, a sloped floor like that. You know. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I mean, Inception, they flipped a city upside down, but a sloped floor—that's where <laughs> we draw the line in the budget department. Uh, so then, from there, we go to Arya sword dance training. Again, it's a quick scene with her and Cyril Forel, uh, and it's a good moment because she's like, I'm sad about Jory, I don't feel like fighting. And he said, he's like, what, you're not going to be fighting in a prairie with a bunch of roses and, you know, puppies. You're going to be upset. Like, get used to it. Don't be such a snowflake. And she picked it up and she started getting after it. So she learned that's that's another uh, lesson that's going to turn out to help Arya in in the future. Talk about a character that really has, like, I think she has one of the most interesting arcs in the entire show. Oh, a- absolutely. And she, and, I mean, as we, as we go through episodes, we'll see this, but she gets some of the widest range of mentors out of anybody. She um, does, yeah. I think, I think all of them really come to make her personality and what it is and what, what it's going to be in season eight. Yeah. I mean, I, I think she becomes definitely one of my favorite characters, and I really root for her. And I've actually heard some interesting takes uh, from some people outside of this podcast, because it's, it's only been me and you so far, but some friends have said to me, like, they find her character to be actually be upsetting, because she's this young girl who has such a dark view of the world and just wants to, like, murder, you know? Yeah, I, I could see that side of things. But it is cool. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers, Um but, ooh, yeah, you're like I mean, five for five in the first five episodes of giving out some sweet, sweet yes. spoilers. So why don't we make it a even um, six? So, but but Macy Williams, who plays Arya, uh, recently like made an Instagram post for wrapping up the season eight filming, and she it was just a picture of her shoes, 
and they were just covered in blood and she's on the train in these shoes yeah and uh in in the captions it says like one of the hashtags she put like last woman standing which had a lot of fans freaking out thinking oh, that like, wow. she's gonna literally be the last woman standing so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out in season eight that would be like if the guy who played jamie lannister was like look ma no hands hashtag and he had like no hands she's like oh he lost his other one <laughs> Uh, and the next scene from there is this really epic scene where Khaleesi is eating a heart, like a horse heart, because this is part oh, of like where you become the the Khaleesi, like Daenerys. If she eats it, she she proves to Kyle that she's good enough, which is like, what outrageous standards this this Jamoke has? Uh, this jabroni's making this poor girl eat a heart, and he's like, I'll marry you on one condition. Come on, that's outrageous, Khaleesi. You don't you don't need that in your life. You don't need that in your life. So I mean that the, the that uh, tradition I, I guess is more so to be able to predict what the child's future is going to be, right? So they're already married. Like that's how, it, that's... it has not, it's not so much having to do with the marriage ceremony, but if if the Khaleesi can take down a horse heart without throwing it up, then that means that the, the kid's going to be a boy. Let me just go on record. Be a strong boy. Let me just go on record, Khaleesi, if. Dump that loser. If you're with me, I'll be the one that's doing the eating, sweetheart. All right. <laughs> you gonna eat her heart too? Or? Eat. <laughs> but um, also in the books, they like because uh, it's from Danny's point of view in the books. So they she talks about how tough you, the horse heart the horse heart is. Horse heart. Like she ate a horse heart. Nah, yeah, horse horse heart. So it's like I mean that thing's like jam packed with muscle. So. It's not like something gooey that she's biting into and eating. Like she's got to like rip the flesh and shit, which makes it harder to put that bad boy down. Is that funny? Is, is something that I just said funny? It's like the most. It's like the most coherently in any of the six episodes you've ever broken anything down. And that thing is loaded with muscle. <laughs> I mean, I is, to... It's just like you're an authority on ass horse jerky and horse heart. <laughs> Don't get me fucking started that on thing. horses. I can go on for days about this horses, horse right? heart. Boop. Hey, Guy Fiari here, and I'm at Flavor Town. This horse heart's loaded with muscle. <laughs> <laughs> just loaded with muscle. Oh, man. Uh, so from there, Danny's brother, uh, Jorah, says something. He's like, wow, you know, she's finally becoming a queen. And this strikes a nerve with Danny's brother, Viserys, because he also finds out that it's going to be a boy because she ate the horse heart. So apparently everyone's like, oh, it's a boy. Cool. Uh, so then he mm-hmm. runs off and is, like, packing a bag full of her eggs, uh, her dragon's eggs. And Jorah busts in. He's like, yo, nah, brah, put that shit down. Just get the fuck out of here. You can leave, but all this shit that's hers stays. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's also where I, I think at this point Jor is really starting to become completely devoted to Daenerys because he clearly takes her side over Viserys is there. Oh yeah, he and saw also, her eat Viserys, that muscly horse heart and he was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and Viserys like drops a line about, um, oh you're you're one that's all about loyalty or something like that, like sarcastically. And Jor said, you know, loyalty means everything to me, um, which is interesting, but. Listen, we'll Daenerys, Daenerys eating that horse heart is like if you take a girl out on a first date for dinner, and instead of ordering a salad, she gets like a big juicy burger. You know? Oh yeah, that's yeah, what it that's is. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking that's for. That's how you know she's want. a keeper. I mean, everyone. It yeah. was probably weird because everyone definitely had boners in that entire tent. I know I did. Probably not. Oh yeah. You're not allowed either. to carry swords in there, so. 
Nah. What about Switchblades? Um, so... <laughs> um, Tyrion again calls my man Mord, uh, and he's like, Mord! And Mord's like, now gold! And then Tyrion's like, no, I do have gold. And he's like, I'm a Lannister. What don't you get? Like, I have all this this sweet gold. And then he's like, oh, you're a Lannister. He, like, is, like, does all, like, Lannisters always pay their debts and all that shit. And Mord's like, all right. Mm-hmm. So then Mord takes him out to see Liza, who is, what is she, queen of the Vale? Uh, she's, she's essentially Lord Protector Lord. because Robin's the Lord. That's right. Um, so he's the son. Yeah. Right. And then right. it becomes, uh, basically, they're going to try him there and then. But then what does he do, Chris? Well, well he's, he does he's going to confess. Segment. He's going to confess well, first. Oh, yeah, yeah, He confesses. That's right. Which, that confession was wild. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he wrote down any quotes from it, but um, one so- of the funniest scenes. Instead of actually confessing to his crimes of murdering, because, again, they think he's murdered John Arian and attempted to murder Brandon Stark. That's why he's on trial here. But he knows he didn't. He's a smartass. And if he's going to go down, he's going down on his terms. And he said, he's like, I'll do my confessions. Uh, when I was seven, I stole some girl's uh, clothes, and I had to watch her uh, run back to, you know, the the castle naked. I can, If I close my yeah. eyes, I can still picture her tits bouncing, and everyone's, like, giggling. And <laughs> Of course, like, everyone who's higher-ups getting pissed because this is a trial. And then apparently he stuffed his uncle's shoes full of shit. Um, he blamed a servant boy and he got flogged. And then uh, he just like jerked off in a stew once. Uh, and he said he <laughs> I, I, skinned, it, right? I skinned the one ideal. He's like, I think my sister ate it. At least I hope she did. Which like his sister, <laughs> if she, she has to stop taking family loads because it's getting a little ridiculous. Oh. Um, <laughs> so he thinks every a lot of brotherly love. A lot of brotherly love. I'll tell you something that talk, the city of brotherly love is her fucking face um so Rock. <laughs> yeah uh so Tyrion confessed all that of course they all get pissed and they yell at him and his his confession all those silly like jerk off confessions is very louis ck of him very louis ck esque where louis ck was like sorry i beat off all the time in front of people uh you know oh yeah i forgot about that whole scandal yeah, yeah first was- off during the whole like when all those dudes were going down that one was so weird like what a weird thing to do could you imagine walking into someone's room and they're just oh what a fucking freak but anyway so uh Tyrion Louis CK got what he deserved uh, he sucked in my opinion anyway so Tyrion goes down uh, with the confession and then favorite segment trial by combat and at first he is you know, he's basically asking, he assumes that Jamie will be able to do it, right? And then Liza freaks out and she says, no chance. No we chance. have to do this today. His trial is being finished today. And so that leaves Tyrion with no other option but to just ask for a volunteer. And no one steps it, it's up. It's interesting here. It's an interesting dynamic in the area because it, the whole culture in the Vale is very um, dependent upon, like, knighthood. It's it's one of the first uh, places in the Seven Kingdoms that the Andals invaded, who brought the whole knight culture. So everyone who's really all the lords that are standing there in that in in that circle watching the trial are all wearing knight's armor and everything. It's custom that they're you know that they're showing up like that. Yeah, they got so fitted. They're just about ready to go. Yeah, they're, they're just they about ready fitted. to go anyways. And uh, but of course, no one stands up to be on Tyrion's side. So um, in dire straits. He asks one last time, and then Bron just goes, I, "I'll I'll stand up for the dwarf," and it was a pretty sick pretty sick fight scene after that. And you really you really saw Bron's uh, 
Brown's niftiness, not so much. You know, yeah. I well, mean, well, we still got some ways to go here too yeah, with that because yeah. there's a quick yeah. interlude um, where right. uh, Robert's on the hunt drinking some wine and he's just kind of fucking right. with Renly, his brother, and um, Lancel keeps feeding him wine and he's getting really sauced up. Uh, the hunt's really quick, mm-hmm. unnecessary. Just talks about horn mm-hmm. and banging, which is what he does. And then we go to Ned on the throne because Ned is the active king while Robert's on the hunt. Uh, just mm-hmm. acting in his place. He's still just hand to the king. And uh, a local uh, person from the Seven Kingdoms comes in and says, you know, uh, the mountain and his men raided our village, and it was uh, the Tully area, which is what, the Riverlands? Right, yep. That would be the Riverlands. And the, the mountain attacked that area, and it turns out that Ned takes this as a threat on his wife, who, of course, took Tyrion hostage, who, of course, is son of Tywin, and, of course, the mountain is basically the hired gun of Tywin, which means this was a message to Ned a lot of this going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> I, I think, I mean, Ned, Ned issues the arrest warrant. I, I can't remember in the he episode. Strips him he strips him of his knighthood. Alive? Yeah, um, but he, he strips calls, him of his titles, his And he says he will kill lands. the mountain. He wants him dead, but then he also calls for the arrest of Tywin Lannister to answer for the mountain's crimes, which is right. bold. That's bold. That's worse than just calling yeah, the mountain's so, arrest. Calls for Tywin as well. Exactly. I mean, you're... That, that you're, he's just biting off way more than he can chew. The kingdom uh, is in debt to all, Tywin Lannister by a shit ton, by an ass ton, and I mean it basically. An ass ton. I mean you, the the whole Lannister family is just inter- intertwined in the royal family at this point. So calling Tywin Lannister to answer for the mountain's crimes, who. You know, th- this is all alleged stuff at this time too. I mean, it was, it was just a peasant who showed up to the Red Keep and and said that this happened. So, you know, for Ned to just jump the gun, I think he may still have been a little feverish from when he passed out after getting stabbed in the leg. But to jump to a conclusions as as or jump to conclusions as heavy as you know consequences that this carries is just. I mean, it's just terrible decision making. Yeah, Very this was like this was the Iraq War all over again. You know, nine eleven happened, and we were like, "Fuck you, Iraq." <laughs> um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, some would say, "Well, yeah, whatever." I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into. No, I know what you were gonna say. You're gonna say some would say not happened. enough war. I agree. Canada's next. Um, so then, then we cut back to the veil, and Bronn wins that trial by combat. Uh, like you're saying, he 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 actually kind of like beats the guy pretty handily, which is cool because it shows how good Bron is at sword fight. And this dude's like a knight, and he's all mm-hmm. armored up, and Bron still like kicks his ass. Uh, and the I love this part. Like Liza says, "You don't fight with honor," and she's mad because she like loved that night. And Bron looks up at her and he goes, "No, but he did." Yeah, that was great. Great, <laughs> That's great quote. Uh, well, I mean, there, Bron's just way oh, faster and niftier than him. He's just he's just a, I mean? he's a he's a real fighter, man. He's like. It's yeah. like when you get like one of these classically trained boxers, and then they fight a guy who's just good brawler. Maybe like a maybe like a um, kind of reminded me of um, like an MMA fighter versus like a boxer. Like the I feel like the knight was trying to fight with honor and play to these rules, and Bron is yeah. just a street fighter. And, it, yeah, dude. And, uh, it was like the know? Revolutionary War when the British were like, "All right, let's fight," and the Americans were like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here." Yeah. A little rougher, a little rougher on the edges. Uh, from there, there's a quick scene with Sansa and Scepter Mordain. Sansa's being a bitch to her. Scepter Mordain's being a bitch back. Joffrey walks in. He's like, yo, sorry about before, about all that, you know, 
getting the butcher's boy killed. Uh, anyway, let's make babies and Sansa's all in. It's a stupid scene. You got anything to add? I mean, you can definitely just tell that these are words straight from Cersei's mouth. That are, that They're are both from so Jeff. fake to each other. Sansa is like, she just wants a title right now. She just wants to be famous, basically. She wants to be a queen. But That's I also, it. I also think there's a part of Sansa that wants to like Joffrey. I mean, she, yeah, she's just, I mean, she's grown up with all these love stories and stuff, so she wants this to happen with the sweet prince Joffrey and all this. But yeah. she has no connection to reality. Her only connection to reality is being bitchy to Septim Dane about yeah. how things are going. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. Annoying. It's annoying from, is what it is. From there, Theon says goodbye to the girl she banged in the last one, Roz, the whore. She's going to uh, King's Landing, and the reason is because she thinks, you know, Winterfell is at lost cause because everyone knows the Starks and Lannisters are at each other's throat, which means war is imminent, which means Winterfell men will be marching off that way anyway, so she's going to go to greener pastures where she can get some uh, more expensive cock. And uh, Theon says his goodbyes. Theon was not happy. Toss tosses a little. He tosses a little quarter like her way. Yeah, yeah. And and he yeah. goes, let me let me see it one more time. And then she just opens up her legs. And they, I mean, there was there really wasn't any much to see there. You know. No, it was a quick. Like her um, leg was still like closed when she opened it. You just get a little. You yeah. get a little fupa, I guess. Well, top yeah, hat. But like, it, who's what's who's yeah. that for? <laughs> I, I really hope that wasn't like a gold piece that he tossed at her because he's just Not, throwing money away at that point. Yeah, he's just, that's the kind of decisions that get these Greyjoys in trouble. You know, these stupid. Yeah. Buying, think it that's like dick. buying Pornhub Premium when there's free Pornhub to look at. Yeah, why would it you ever sense. buy? First off, side note, good point. Who would ever pay for the premium? <laughs> you don't need it. I don't know, man. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Who needs 4K porn? There's good. HD is fine. It's probably people with just a lot of time on their hands. A lot of time. Well, so Theon is one of those guys. He, like, tosses a quarter, and she's so far away anyway that what good would it do? Yeah, I if don't anything, know. Did it just gives you. Did the even land on the. I mean, did she the catches even it. Land on she the catches cart? it. Oh, okay. Okay. But, like, okay. but like, all it does is, like, he sees it, and then what? Then he then he just has blue balls all day. Well, he probably goes, probably goes and wakes he it. He went in that forest, it. and he definitely, yeah, he probably fucking went fishing. Um. <laughs> From there, it's just a quick scene. Ned talks to the girls, and he's like, yo, I'm sending you back home because shit's here getting dicey. And, of course, Arya's mad because she wants to keep sword fight. And he's like, it's all right. You can sword fight or sword dance back at Winterfell. And then Sansa's mad because she's like, no, I'm supposed to stay here and make beautiful babies with Joffrey. And him and Arya kind of laugh and roll their eyes. And she's like, and they'll have beautiful blonde hair. And then Ned's like, wait a fucking second. Blonde mm-hmm. hair. Joffrey. Blonde hair. He starts putting the pieces together, and he yeah, goes back and reads the book of jizz. And looks at the uh, the book of yeah, jizz. He reads, he reads the uh, the book with all the lineages of the great houses, and goes through, and he goes, you know, um, Oris Baratheon, Black of Hair, Lionel Baratheon, Black of Hair, So and So Baratheon, Black, Black of, of Hair, Joffrey Baratheon, Robert Baratheon, Baratheon, Black of Hair, Joffrey Baratheon, right. Blonde of Hair, Blonde of Hair. Let's rewind wow. episode one, Chris, our first breakdown. Bran climbs that tower. Who had his genitals inside the genitals of Cersei? That would be uh, Jamie Lannister for 500 points. <laughs> You're just calling off how many points you get now? Jesus. Uh, so, I don't know. <laughs> um, who is Jamie Lannister? That's correct, Chris. That is correct. Which means that oh, odds are Joffrey shows, yeah. was born yeah. of incest. Not Robert's and actual Ned, son. Ned, 
Ned figures this out now, and he's blow poking around, Chris. He's got that blow poke in there, just like the staircase, and he's poking around. He's like, "What's going on here?" I mean, shit. I mean, it's basically every everything's at the boiling point at this point. And everything's blown. Everyone's out, getting so. blown. That's right. Uh, and then what? from here, what? Nothing. I thought you said something. <laughs> uh, from here, <laughs> we go to back to base, Dothrak, and uh, they're having a big celebration because. Khaleesi's pregnant. She's so hot. And uh, the cow's happy. Jorah's there just being weird. Uh, he's kind of mixing it up in the back. And then uh, all of a sudden Viserys busts in like a wrecking ball. And he's like, I want what you owe me. He pulls a sword on Daenerys, which doesn't go over well with anybody, least of all me. Um, and he's like, I just want my army. And then, you know, I want my crown. I want what you promised me, my golden crown. And uh, and then Kyle says, you want your golden crown? Come get it. Yeah, and... Viserys stood no chance. I mean, he was just hammered. So, I mean, I, I think a sober Viserys doesn't even think about doing this because we've seen how cowardly he is. Yeah. And you know, and, and I'll cover this actually in the Westeros history in a minute. But you don't bring you don't bring a sword out in Vaesothrak. You don't fact, bring. You don't even bring it in the city. You don't bring a knife to a call fight. You just don't do it. Yeah. So and then so they so they, they break his arm. Golden crown. Yeah, they yeah. they melt down a golden thing and they pour it on his head and he just kind of like burns to death. Awful way to go out. There's a great part where Jorah's like, "Turn around, Khaleesi. You don't need to see this." And she's like, "No, I'm a watch." And then uh, she says, "Because uh, all he keeps calling himself the dragon. Remember that Spyro conversation he had the week earlier?" Uh, and she said, "He wasn't yeah. a dragon. You know, fire doesn't hurt dragons." Right. Dragon, dragons don't burn. I think. And at this moment, said. for me, full winter, just full blown, just. <laughs> I believe it was Soldier Boy who said, "Super soak them hoes." Well, he was not mistaken, folks. He also said, "Superman, them hoes," didn't he? He also he, said, "Whatever." He also said, "I got a new dance for y'all called the Soldier Boy." <laughs> I saw I saw a meme the other day, and it was um, it was these kids playing with a Ouija board, and then. <laughs> and the, uh, it was like so, like one of the kids was like, "Oh, when I bought it, I thought it was a soldier board because uh, it's like spelled the same, like Ouija and soldier." Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, that is pretty cute. You'd have yeah, to see like the name. I, 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 no, I think it's funny. I'm not against it. Good job, Thanks. Chris. Um, okay, so Chris, what, you got to step in so hard episode? on yourself. I gave it a nine. Thanks. I loved this episode. Nine. A nine, I, just like what? me. A hard nine. All right. Well. Oh, I thought. Are we doing the hard and softs now? Because I thought I thought we weren't. I thought you didn't do that. Well, when you do it, it doesn't make sense. But I have actually a system to mine, so I'm a hard nine. Okay. All right. Well, I would give this episode an eight. Um, I'm not gonna go soft or hard. I think it's right there, like right at eight. Nice. Um, Half mast. Cool. I mean, it, it had everything that you're looking for. You know, the trial by combat with combat was sick. Um, the golden crown scene was sick. Viserys finally got what was coming to him. Daenerys uh, uh, swallowing that whole load of heart was awesome. Yeah, and I, you know, I could, oh, I could have done without that scene. Did you see all the muscles in that heart? My God. <laughs> that, that heart was jacked. That heart was jacked, man. Oh, wow. All right, so should we get in the segments? But I agree. Uh, it was a good rating. Good rating. Yeah, let's get in the segments, dude. Best line in Yas Queen. Which one you you want to start or you want me to? Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you start us off, John? All right. Well, so for my best line, uh, Cyril Pharrell says it to uh, Arya. Uh, oh, I love only, this one. There is only one thing we say to death. Not today. 
Is that a great line? What's your take on that line? I I start every day saying that to death. So every time Me I wake too. up, not, not today. That dust just hovering over my bed. Like, yo, is it your time? I'm like, nah, not today, bro. Wow. <laughs> See you in wow. a few years. You talk to death. Nah, I, I, I'm just making that Damn, up. Damn, dude, you're dope as fuck. Uh, yeah. I I Thanks. think, but we all have that feeling. Like I I was talking about this earlier with some people. It's like you're on the train and it's like a crazy. You could tell the guy is crazy, and it's like when you switch cars, it's your way of kind of conscious, subconsciously saying, "There's only one thing we say to death: not today." Yeah, if you see a murderer, if you see Michael Peterson and a yeah. staircase near you, him, go the other direction. Say not today. Not yeah. today. There's only <laughs> one thing we say to death: not today. I couldn't have murdered her. How could I murder her? Uh, and then my <laughs> Yas, my Yas queen, is after Robert smacks Cersei. She says, "I shall wear this. I shall wear this like an honor." And he says, "Wear it in silence, or I'll honor you again." And I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah, that, that is an great. unhealthy relationship. That is <laughs> that is not what you're looking for." I like. That yeah, that was, was great. <laughs> good stuff. I mean, I mean, well, it was it was a great with, comeback. I mean, the, she was it was a good comeback. Listen. I don't, yeah. it's a terrible scene in terms of like a dude smacking her, but in terms of just like right. immediate comebacks, like what a comeback, dude. Like what is even your response right. to this? Be like, nah, I don't want any more honors. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely not endorsing him smacking her, but the, the comeback was great. It was That's a great comeback. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I wasn't saying the smack was great. That's right. We'll means. edit out everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my best line also comes from Robert in that same scene, actually, when Where? he's leaving. He says, uh, "Killing things clears my head." To, to Ned when he's when he's leaving, and, uh, like um, masturbating. I think a lot of us. I, I think what? Like masturbating? No. Masturbating well, clears your head. Does it not clear your head? Clears my head. Yeah, but what does that have to do with killing anything? All those little sperms. They all dry. The, all those little, all those little <laughs> unborn babies. All those the, <laughs> the unborn. <laughs> All those, all those Christy, all those Menzies. I am, I am sperm unborn. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think boys. yeah, I thought I thought that was I thought that was a, the Yoshi Crispy cool Boys. The Crispy Boys. Oh man! And um, so that was my best line. Then my Yas Queen was. I mean, this this was actually a Yas Queen in the true sense of the of of the segment because the Yas Queen's supposed to be just like. Like a really sassy line, kind of get some, you know, mm. some little clap, some little clap back to it, mm. you know. And Sansa is uh, talking to Septa Mordain. Oh yeah. Goes, where, where are you from? Or where, where are you from even? And Septa Mordain starts talking, and Sansa just goes, "Oh, I forgot. I don't care." She and it's dude. Just like, it's such a teenage angst like thing it to is. say and yeah she basically was like well, where are you from and septum Ordain was like well i'm from and then she's like it doesn't matter where you're from <laughs> she gave her the <laughs> rock people's champion no no that was just the rock dwayne johnson was not there for that but sansa's not that cool so when she said it, it was just like a it was no. just like a Okay, this chick needs to go on Dr. Phil and straighten her out. I yeah, she like she annoys us at this point. Sansa gets a lot better uh, as she ages. She's like wine. You gotta let it age a little bit. Right. Uh, so the next segment. So hottest moment. Ooh. What's what do you got for us? Uh, when Khaleesi isn't burnt by the fire. For me, that was the hottest moment because like it's important for the rest of the show, but also like 
it's it just shows you how hot she is that she can't be burned by the fire because she's already so fucking hot it's an important scene and it's insane to me and i'm impressed by the fact and it's really weird to think of it this way but it's insane to think that so much heat can cause so much winter i mean absolutely <laughs> just <laughs> man uh, I, I actually i thought you were gonna go Khaleesi. with your with your uh hottest moment being um Viserys finally getting that golden crown he but, that was another hot moment too because like yeah. if you if you time it right the camera will cut back to Khaleesi when you finish. Well, and I actually... Whoa, wait. <laughs> I'm just going to let that one slide. Um, I actually had that as my hottest moment, so I was happy that you didn't pick that one. Cool. Um, but I think it was it, it was literally the hottest moment in the show. Literally, because, yeah. You know, but also, huge question marks. And someone you know, someone could either like shoot me a text after the show and explain this to me or slide in our DMs, whatever. But Amelia? There was there was stew cooking in that pot, um, or boiling in that pot before uh, Carl emptied it out and put the his gold in there and melted that down. Now, what kind of stew is going to be smelting temperature? Like, how are you? Can you melt gold at the same temperature that you cook stew? I, is that I, I don't know if they're really regulating temps in Valles Dothrak, Chris. I mean, well, I mean, yo, I was to going to Flavor Town to get some stew, like... and it was way overdone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't you? Is that an open fire? I don't know. I, if, if if someone correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'd really like to know the answer to that. So, if well, you know what? I, I, no one explained to me why Theon's dick was completely flaccid just a mere second after ejaculating, Chris. So, a lot of question marks. Whoa. This show might not be as great as we think. Well, but see, this this is more of like a simple answer having to do with temperature, and that question is more so like you, you just can't show a hard dick on TV. That and yeah, you would have had to be there to figure out why it wasn't hard, probably. So I don't know. Um. So yeah, next next segment. <laughs> um, Westworld's history minute. I know this is your favorite segment, right? Oh god, oh. yeah. It gives me a chance to turn my mic off and just go beat it for a while. Alright, well now now that everyone all our listeners know you're a minute man, I hope that works well for you. If you yeah, okay, you're I'm gonna I'm gonna actually watch the clock. Here you go, Chris. Here's your minute. Are you gonna count me down count me down here? Three, two, give me a minute. No go. Alright, so um my Westworld's History Minute is on Bay's Dothrak. I figured I'd give a little background on it since uh, some pretty important scenes in the episode happened. So Bay's Dothrak and Dothraki literally means City of Riders. And it's the Dothraki's only city that they actually have, uh, organized city. Um, there's tents, there's tons of merchants and everything that pass through there because, um, you know, there's massive uh, calisars that roll through there that have a ton of stuff pillaged and there's a ton of stuff to sell and by um there's also a, a lot of pillage statues that line the streets so when you first walk in there's the infamous horse gate which is two massive golden horses or i think they actually might be bronze i don't know but um two massive horses that gate the city and then um the dosh Kaleen, or the famous dosh Kaleen also live there and that's all the khaleesi's of prior calls who have since passed or since died um, and they're like the religious leaders of the Dothraki the entire Dothraki 
And then uh, another little fact here about Vase Dothrak. There's no weapons, no blades. Everything's forbidden as far as a weapon goes in, inside the city. Um, so if, if you do have a confrontation, you're supposed to either go outside the city or, you know, either just wrestle it out or something. But uh, no weapons allowed. So that's all I got for Vase Dothrak. What's my time there? About a minute and a half. That's pretty good. Oh, okay. Not bad. Right, I mean, it bad. wasn't like it's Westeros history minute, and folks, for you at home, the minute has an asterisk next to it, so we can technically do whatever yeah. we want. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your <laughs> throws... mean, there'll, there'll be some. There's going to be some where I go on and on and on. So yeah, that's but the it, episode it, you know, where we kill ourselves. Because, well, it's just because uh, if if it's like a topic that is very important to the series, I'm, I don't want to skip out on any details. You know, the people want to hear that stuff, so. So, you know, you yeah, I've yet to meet those people. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Give them what they it's want. It's free real estate. It's free yeah. real estate. Yeah, it's free talking, ghost state. Uh, Thrones yeah. for Dummies, Chris. Uh, so it's kind of thinking about, about just the laws in general. There's the Seven Kingdoms. Uh, obviously, they have laws, but is, do the Seven Kingdoms have like a law book that they follow? Is there like a. Uh, do, could the kingdoms. Do any of the kingdoms have different laws, you know? Like the. Yeah, that's like, actually that's that's a great question. Um, like drinking age is in it, higher in this kingdom than it is. In <laughs> it's a, it's a multifaceted answer, um, but the I guess the short answer would be obviously yes, there are laws, um, but it, it's great. It's next a, segment. It's, <laughs> it's, it's tough because there's no there's no like constitution that says you keep church separate from state. So what you end they up they don't have any founding the, daddies in the Seven Kingdoms. Well, yeah, they have Aegon the Conqueror, who's basically the founding daddy. Nice. Um, but uh, my point being is that you have a lot of conflict in between what the king's law is and what the law of the seven is. And then once you get further north, you know, the, the seven's not as relevant. Sometimes you'll have uh, people worshiping the, the old gods. So all these different sects have uh, different laws, but they're all technically supposed to be under the king's law. So you have the king on a whim could be like arrest him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, so you have a lot of contradicting laws, but really the job of keeping the king's peace is going to fall on the warden of each specific kingdom. So you know, it's kind of like the United States in that way. You have your state law, and then you have your federal law. When you have, you know, like your king's law, and then you'll have your you know, laws that are in the north or more so prevalent in, in the west or, you know, whatever it may be. So, yeah, there are laws, but there's a lot of different a lot of different uh, things going on there. So. Okay, wow. I, uh, I have nothing negative to say. That's actually a really good answer, Chris. Congratulations. Thanks. No problem. Now back to uh, the Westeros History Hour. No. no. <laughs> Hour. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so... George R. R. Martin, it's time to get him a freaking date, huh? Oh, God, man. None of the people I've picked so far have answered any of my calls. I, I think we need to get better people. You know? I think the, the I best, don't... I think the most realistic one so far has been the uh, the Dragon's Egg Fleshlight. Oh, well. You can really cozy yeah, inside that. People... Oh, hello, how you doing? Like, I more realistic. People than, like, our agents, but. Our but agents. Yeah. So my mom. Who's your date? Uh, my date for George R. R. Martin to piggyback off of our episode last week, David Koresh. Uh, David Koresh, of course, was the cult leader at Waco, Texas, uh, the famous cult so cool. in uh, Mount Carmel. The Branch Davidians had burned down to the ground. David Koresh and his followers died. You know I love me some David. I'm you a big David fucking rat. And the reason, so these are the reasons. Uh, 
these two guys both live in fantasy worlds. They're both great writers. Um, David, uh, we were never able to finish reading his seven seals because they burned in the fire, and I would love to know what his seven seals were. And I feel like George and him can motivate each other. David could finish his seven seals. George could finish his uh, what book is oh. it? The sixth book. And Wins also, of winter, yeah, Winds of Winter. Long. And this is cute because George is very creative, and he created Daenerys, uh, who was the unburnt, and David Koresh was definitely burnt. So he could use a little unburnt in his life because he, he died in the fire. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was quite literally burnt. Plus, Except he did, Steve he did shot get him. Some yummy milk before he was. He did oh, wait, get that yeah, yummy milk. Right. He did get that yummy milk, Steve. dude. You remember that yeah. FBI because all the babies were like. They, they, were, they couldn't breastfeed because they were all stressed out so the babies weren't getting milk and he like told the FBI negotiators like we need milk Dave was like well you know if you send us out some of the kids I can give you some milk and he's like alright like, no I'm not I'm not sending out any of my seals these no are my seals these seals. are my seven seals fuck you FBI <laughs> um, so so my date um yeah, well I was kind of, I had some honorable mentions, but I'm going to go with Kim Kardashian. And, Ooh, um, break the internet, I'm actually, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised she lasted to episode six. I, I, felt like I thought she, she would have gone earlier. Way. Yeah, I thought she would have came way earlier. Just like Ray J. Come a lot earlier. Um, yeah, but uh, basically my reason for picking her, both of them love nude scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kim K had a sex tape. George had a sex tape. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't have a sex tape, but... Uh, Game Maybe. of Thrones is basically, you know, if you put together all the one sex scenes, you can sex make tape. a sex. Yeah, you can make a sex tape out of it. Um, so that that's one reason. The second reason is I imagine they're both extremely rich and wealthy at this point. Um, so that's always cool. Definitely. Kanye West. Kanye West, I heard, was a huge Game of Thrones fan, so he'd probably oh. be cool with it. Um, and they both also have very large badonkadonks. So Ooh, think, yeah. Uh, so if they do a little, if they do a little like booty bumping. Yeah. Then that you know that that get the gears turning. Like get everyone. Kim loves money. She loves notoriety. And I'm not trying to say anything. You know, George, I'm sure has many, many healthy, happy years left on this earth. But she could stand to make a lot of money because his heart, I guarantee you, is very muscular. Who do you, well? It's got a lot of muscle think, in all of his in all of his valves. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kanye has to have more money than George, right? Unless Kanye is like one of those people that just blows all of his money. Did, wasn't there like an article about how he like lost a bunch of it last year? I don't know. I know like Fifty Cent went bank- bankrupt a couple years ago. I don't know. Well, I, don't I feel know. like George though. We you underestimate how much authors are worth. But George, like I know that like Stephen King is worth like five hundred million, but there's no way George has done the amount that Stephen King has done. You know, Stephen King has written right, like eight million yeah. books. So I don't and know, it's Stephen really King tough. Stephen King has like a ton of movies out and stuff he too. Does. But I think he's done I, Game I of Thrones George, is huge. But yeah, how much George money does he actually get there. per episode? You know, that's where it comes down to. Kanye, I guarantee right. you, is pretty wealthy too. Turn your fucking iPhone off. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Siri it's I think I said Siri's getting I in the mix. Like, hey, yeah, I said hey something that sounded like Siri and then she just like was listening. <laughs> to me talking about Kim K and George, and I, I, it would have been cool to see what she had to say back after it. But George R. R. Martin is worth two hundred million dollars. I bet they're probably very similar financially. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, Not me either. Someone, they're both someone, loaded. Uh, someone DM us that too. We'll figure yeah. that. We'll figure that out. We'll figure out what two temperature moons. gold melts at. 
Um, um yeah, two we, moons. We figured out the moons. Hard yeah. nine. All right. Um, so unnecessary titties. So oh, you go first. The next segment here. All you right, give me your um, titties. So my unnecessary titties weren't was, had nothing to do with titties actually. So um, I just thought my it was neither. just kind of like a like a I don't know like a fake like a fake scene. So it's the scene where Sansa is mouthing off to Septim Mordain and Joffrey walks in and he apologizes for everything, and essentially he's just um, saying words that Cersei tells him to say mm -hmm. and you know I, I think the reason I put this in the unnecessary titties category is I just think that it was just so fake and that it's not going to really lead to anything else that happens in the future but oh, yeah. I think the, the the main reason why that whole scene happened was because Cersei after getting mouthed off by Robert uh, or getting told off by Robert um, is just trying to trying to play Sansa against Ned. I think, it's a, I think it's a good, st masterful stroke of genius there. It is, it part. is. And you gotta be careful, because you, mis you misspoke there. Getting told off is bad. Getting mouthed off actually probably is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I got mouthed yeah. off well, last night. Uh, mouth gobble, right. gobble. Num, 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 num. Yeah. Yep. Get that uh, slurp, slurp, gulp, well, triple hand combo. Slurp, slurp and interpret. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, <laughs> that razzle dazzle, McTwist, all that good stuff. Um, so what do you got for our for my unnecessary titties was Khaleesi's long ass heart eating scene, and the reason this was unnecessary is because something so gross shouldn't turn a man all the way on. I'm watching See, this scene. It's so hot. That's weird, man. No, that's, that's weird, no, man. No, that's weird. What? You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm always on your side on these things. Trust me, I'm a sick fuck. But I mean, you, you you're talking about. Talking about a girl, a, a, a little girl there just that's how, sitting no, there. No, she's, she's not a little girl. Why are you going to say little girl? She's not bleeding. Whoa. The heart's bleeding, first of all. Oh, Secondly, did you see how freaking muscular it was? She fit that. She got to <laughs> eat the whole thing. All right. <laughs> she's not a little girl. Amelia Clark's older than I am by like five years. Dude, so don't she give starts, me that bullshit. She, almost throws, she starts gagging at the end, and then everyone's like, oh, shit, is she going to throw up? And then she doesn't throw up, and I don't that, know, man. Listen, it's the I, whole thing. It's like the weird, like intense look in her face and the eye contact, and like all the Dothraki are doing like the chant from Dark Knight Rises, and she's like eating the shit out of. She's like, nom, 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 nom. and I'm just, yeah, it's just you, cool. You, I, I and she's it. in no, like that. She's it. in like that bra, you know. She's in like that weird, like it's she's a little belly showing, and she's just hot. Come on, don't be on my side. Listen, Chris, be on my side. Listen. <laughs> I will, I will be on your side, but I, I figured it out. I figured out why you were turned on by it. You were picturing that heart was your ass, and that's why that's why you like it. <laughs> Equally and, and as that's muscular, why and that's yeah, why true. I'm on your side now. Yeah, yeah it all makes because, sense. Because it all looking. makes yeah. sense. Yeah, John, I just get a little, John, little. Hey, you're just presenting the evidence. I'm I'm piecing it together. Yeah, and did you see? I just read an article. I didn't read the article, but I saw it on Facebook that like it was like the 12 year anniversary of Two Girls One Cup, and Vice wrote an article about like. 12 years later, two girls, one cup. And I was like, how does this get a Vice article? Wait, did they actually, like, catch up with the two girls in it? In the I don't. I didn't read it all the article, but if they did, that is hilarious. I gotta find the article. It was on Vice uh, on Facebook. Yeah, I'd actually be interested to see what, what those two chicks had to say, because that, <laughs> that video is pretty wild. Yeah, Again, it's very people, similar to don't, that. Don't Google search the stuff that we talk about. If but you don't two know girls, one is, cup because... is a little... Mr. Hands, I think, is a little more ambiguous. I think everyone by now knows what Two Girls, One Cup is. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, even if you haven't seen it, you probably you know, know what, what it is. is. All the reaction videos yeah. is just—it's about eating poop poop. Yeah. But this isn't poop. This is a heart. People eat hearts. People eat hearts. It's a delicacy in parts of the world today. So, you're be, you're the one that's being a dick. You're being offensive to other people's culture. I just want to see uh, Amelia Clark eat anything at this point in person. Amelia, hit us up. We would love to hang out, discuss the podcast. All right. Well, um, now actually, no joke. All jokes aside, to your actual favorite uh, segment here, trial by combat. Trial by combat. TBC. What do you got for us? All right, so this episode, it talks a lot about just kind of like certain dynamics, like the family dynamics. So it's about like Tyrion wanting Jamie to help him. It's about Cersei wanting Tyrion and Jamie released. It's about Ned wanting to protect his daughters. There's a lot of family stuff in here. Uh, and this show proves that family matters, uh, which means My Trial by Combat for yeah. You is a great show from the 90s. Family Matters, one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, Officer uh-huh. Winslow from Family Matters, Steve Urkel. Uh, the best one-two punch since MJ and Pippin. You know, did I do that? Hilarious. Uh, Urkel, did I do that? Urkel was originally intended as a side character, and he ended up being uh, uh, the star of the show because people found out that they loved him. He, Oh, I forgot what his cool character's name was, but he occasionally would go into like this cool guy machine he invented, and he'd come out cool. Uh, and it was a great <laughs> show. So that's basically what happened to you after you graduated high school and you went to cool I guy did. I, cool. I'm not going to lie. I was a huge, huge, well, I'm, again, hard nine. We're no longer picking out regions. Hard nine <laughs> and climbing. Um, I, I'm a, yeah, I was a total dork in high school, but that's I was Urkel in high school, and now I'm cool Urkel. Dude, you're, you're actually, you're like, you're like a Alabama nine and like a California like six. Actually, Wrong. no, not even not even Alabama. I'm, I'm I'll give you like Arkansas, maybe. I'm a vase Dothrak ten, and that's all that matters. All right. Well, all right. So, Family Matters. Um, Great okay, show. So, Game of Thrones is better than no. Family Matters. Um, first of all, I didn't really get too much into Family Matters, so I can't really like pick out. Oh, too I watched many it a bunch. It took place in Chicago. Really, really, that's pretty cool. Was it filmed here too? I don't think or was so. It just set it. I said, yeah. Just set but Officer Winslow was a Chicago cop, and they'd have like deep episodes where, like, uh, you know, they'd have like funny episodes. All of them are funny. And then there's a deep one where Officer Winslow was like yelling at other cops because they actually like, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, like profiled his son, and he was like got into it with him. And it was really like it was a good show. It was an actually good show. Hmm. Well, uh, Game of Thrones is better because it <laughs> is uh, just shuts me down. Has- well, it's just, I mean, it, it has it has a, a one storyline that it follows. I'm assuming that Family Matters is like a sitcom, so it jumps from episode to episode. Yeah, it was it a sitcom. Really together. Urkel yeah, would come so, in and break stuff, and he'd go, did I do that? And we would all laugh. Everyone would laugh. Well, you know, it, it, if I have a storyline to follow that I'm actually uh, invested in, and I want to, like, I can't wait until the next Sunday when the new episode comes out, I mean, I, I can't, I, I can't relate that to any sort of sitcom that I've ever seen before. So, um, just, right. just a pure, just a pure investment in the storyline, I think, is really what's gonna uh, put Game of Thrones over the, over the top. Of Family Matters. All right. I mean, that's a good argument. Uh, I can't really mm-hmm. dispute your argument. That's up for the old gods. The new gods will be the base god. Um, and that's it, folks. That was season one, episode six of Golden Crown. And that. 
that uh, felt really good. I had to go pack because I haven't packed a damn thing yet. And I'll leave yeah, dude, get ready. Have a safe trip. So. Where are you going? Amsterdam. Oh shit! You're weird. like an you're like an Amsterdam four, so that's no that's no good. Did you wait? You you probably literally just asked me where I was going just so that you could say that I was a four. You were probably gonna Soft say a four regardless of where four. I was going. Soft Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been going to freaking Tijuana or Beijing or something. You would. Do you have a connecting flight? <laughs> where do you land? Yeah, dude, your connecting it's, flight. It, it's a, it's in Dublin, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm oh, a Dublin I'm a, I'm a Dublin yeah. eight, dude. What do you mean? Don't you insult my people? Don't you? Yeah, insult I'm, a, my I'm people. a Dublin eight. Listen, That's fine. some people. I used to be called Potato Head in like fifth grade, and you know what? The, you guys love potatoes out there, so that's true. I'm gonna especially miss. I'm a Dublin eight. That's it. You're gonna fit Dublin right in, eight. dude. They're all potato heads in, in Ireland. All right, so that's episode. Uh, thank you guys <laughs> for for viewing us uh, again. Check us out on the social medias. Um, uh, anything else you'd like to add, Chris? Um, if someone could just get me the answers to the uh, to the to the gold melting question, that'd be tight. Cause that would be dope. That. Yeah, let us know about yeah. that. And uh, to my girl out there, Amelia Clark, uh, DM me back. I'd love to hear from you. And to your beautiful character, Daenerys, let's go eat some heart, baby. <laughs>